0: Welcome to 6 Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 5, you will hear stories from our 6th collection, Curious Stuff. Find links to 6 Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at RandallJones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. The What's-It Bag by Maria Cloninger One of my hobbies and side ventures is buying and selling antiques and collectibles. Many weekends have been spent at yard sales, goodwill stores, and attending estate sales. Often at the end of an estate sale, I will purchase an in-lot consisting of any number of small, unrelated items thrown together in one box and sold as one item. It's a weakness of mine, like buying grab bags or lottery tickets. I'm gambling on finding that one single treasure of value beyond my dreams. Consequently, this practice has resulted in my owning a small collection of curiously unidentifiable objects. I do suspect that an auctioneer's inability to determine what some of these pieces might be played a major role in said piece being tossed into an in-lot box along with, say, miscellaneous china or figurines and other whatnots. Some of these items, of course, have been quite interesting, such that after exhausting all efforts to put a name to a piece, I tried paying a small fee and submitting a photo to online quote-unquote experts to see if they could identify my find. When this failed, I simply tossed this peculiar unidentified item into an old gift bag, hence the dawn of the Watsit bag. The Watsit bag became an interesting party game for a while, especially after a few drinks. Identify even one item in the bag and win a prize, called out the hostess, hoping to thin out the collection even a little. The contents of the what's-it bag, however, never seemed to diminish, so eventually I stopped bringing it out of the closet. It has sat there for years. But that was just one problem. My husband, who thinks he is helping with grocery shopping, has never grasped that pre-bagged produce, although priced by the pound, rarely ever weighs just one pound. I've learned that many inexperienced shoppers suffer with this affliction. And that is how we came home one day with a six-pound bag of fresh in-season cherries for $36, not five ninety-five. Fearing that the cherries would go bad, we began eating them like popcorn nightly in front of the television. They were delicious. The sensation of a fresh cherry rolling around in the mouth, the spurt of juice after splitting it between the teeth, and then gently cleaning the flesh from the pit was sweet and almost sensual. For a while. A short while. On the third night, I chipped a tooth. Ouch! Thus did we find ourselves with almost four and a half pounds of uneaten cherries and no easy way to get the pits out. Pairing the cherries with a small knife proved a messy, arduous task. Surely there had to be a better way. Had no one ever invented a tool for this chore? I began to design one in my mind's eye. Wait a minute. I already had something that I could use for this. I was certain I could make it work. Running to the closet, I grabbed the watsit bag off the shelf and took out a tool that I was positive was some type of antiquated dental tool. One of the online experts had indicated that's probably what it was. I knew I could make it work. It was a metal tool with two finger holes and a plunger. It had a small bowl at the bottom with a hole in it where, I suppose, a pulled tooth could probably be disgorged. But that's not what I needed it to do. The tool was blackened with age, so I worked hard to clean it. I scoured and scrubbed and soaked it for almost two hours, until it was cleaned and sanitized enough to use. Feeling brilliant, I just knew it would work great. As I was rinsing it one last time, I saw a number stamped into one of the short metal sides. Patent number 2097756. Of course! Running to my computer, I typed in the number to discover that I had a patented fruit pitter circa 1935. Well, duh! Mystery solved. The fruit pitter still worked great, and the next day I made short work of pitting four and a half pounds of cherries. We enjoyed two delicious pies and a half-dozen jars of some of the best preserves I have ever made, all thanks to patent number Two O Nine Seven Seven Five Six. It might not be the one single treasure of value beyond my dreams, but it's surely worth $36, don't you think? Funny, isn't it, how oftentimes we have exactly what we need, but we just don't know it? I can't wait to identify those other items. AND TO TEACH MY HUSBAND HOW TO SHOP FOR groceries. COPYRIGHT 2022 MARIA CLONINGER Maria Cloninger lives in Shelby, North Carolina. After years of crafting legal briefs for federal court as a disability specialist, Maria decided to pursue writing for pleasure. She enjoys participating in local writer groups and workshops. She also attends book signings to meet and talk with authors. She enjoys the challenge of writing short essays and stories. Her story, Trick or Treat or Fraud, appeared in trouble. Fall 2021 Personal Story Publishing Project. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the six anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's r-a-n-d-e-l-l-jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next personal story publishing project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.